Hi, and welcome to the Life Lesson Stories for Kids, brought to you by the Maverick Minister Podcast. I'm Mike Davis. I'm Linda Davis. And I'm Grace Smith, and we love to tell stories. Yes, we do, and we have a lot of stories to tell. Some of them are happy. And some of them are kind of sad. Some are a lot of fun. But none of them is boring. And all of them talk about things and ideas that would be great for you to hear. Especially if you're a kid, a teenager, a young person, or a grown-up who is young at heart. So get comfortable, because our story about the clock who stopped ticking is about to begin. Once, not so very long ago, there was a great clockmaker who made the best and most beautiful clocks in the world. He loved to make all kinds of clocks. He made big giant ones that were hung on the outside of tall buildings. He made grandfather and grandmother clocks. He made alarm clocks and cuckoo clocks, which had a little car bird who came out on each hour and made cuckoo noises to let people know the time. He made medium-sized clocks that were beautifully carved from wood or made from sculpted stone. He made plain old everyday clocks that simply kept the time. And he made intricate small clocks and fine gold and silver pocket watches. Now, all his clocks had one important thing in common. Besides being beautiful and well-made, they all kept perfect time. And they lasted for years and years. The clockmaker was so well-known that he had more orders for clocks and watches than he could ever complete and sell. Even so, his clock shop was filled with the clocks he loved, and he would never sell even one of them, no matter how much money he was offered. He thought of those clocks as his friends and family. And now and then, even though he was so busy filling clock orders, he would make a special new clock to add to his shop. One day, he came into his shop, and he spoke to the clocks. Good morning, my wonderful friends and family. The clocks happily ticked away, and a couple of them chimed. I have something very special for you this morning, he said. And then he walked back into his workshop and brought out an exquisite, newly made table clock. Its case was fashioned from spotless white marble. It had an elegantly painted clock face with a gold hour and minute hands and black Roman numerals. All the other clocks in the shop were very impressed, and they applauded by ticking a little louder. Thank you, thank you, my friends, said the clockmaker as he put the new clock on the table right next to his oldest and most prized grandfather and grandmother clocks near the front window. Then he put on his coat and hat and said, I must go and see some new clients this morning. Please get to know your new friend and I will be back after lunch. Then all the clocks ticked and chimed their goodbyes, and the clockmaker left. Now, something most people don't know is that while clocks don't ever talk to human beings, they do talk to each other, especially when they're in the same room. 
So after the clockmaker left, all the other clocks started talking to the new marble table clock. They wanted to know how and when she had been made and how it felt to be one of the clockmaker's special clocks. Well, she felt a little overwhelmed at first, but she did enjoy all the attention, and so she started to relax and talked with all the other clocks. Everyone was having a grand conversation until the big grandfather clock spoke up and said, My dear, I must say that in the midst of all this frivolity and foolishness, I need to tell you the truth about life in this clock shop. Every clock immediately stopped talking. The new marble table clock asked shyly, Are you speaking to me? Of course I am. You must be educated about the ways of clocks and just how difficult clock life really is here. Oh my goodness, what do you mean? I mean that life is hard. And frankly, I feel sorry for you. I don't understand. Everything seems quite lovely here. There are so many friendly and caring clocks, and the clockmaker is so kind. How could life here be difficult? You are absolutely right about one thing. You don't understand. But let me enlighten you. Life for any clock is about one thing and one thing alone. Keeping the time. We must keep the time and always, always be accurate. We cannot allow our time to be slow. And we cannot allow our time to be fast. We must always be absolutely right on time. Well, sir, I certainly intend to do my very best to keep myself right on time all the time. And just how do you plan to do that, young lady? The new clock was surprised by that question and wasn't quite sure exactly how to answer. The grandfather clock waited for a few seconds and then went on. Ticking, my dear. Ticking is the answer. Ticking? Ticking. What in the world do you mean? Just think about how many ticks it will take for you to keep time for a whole year. It will take two ticks for each second. 120 ticks for each minute, 7,200 ticks for each hour, 172,800 ticks for a day, 1,209,600 ticks for a week, and there are 52 weeks in a year, which adds up to 62,899,200 ticks in a year. And you will have to keep time by ticking like that for years and years and years without stopping. By the way, those numbers do not include the talks. Like I said, you don't know how hard life is for a clock. Well, as soon as the grandfather clock finished his speech, the new clock panicked, had a nervous breakdown, and stopped ticking all together. All the other clocks in the shop gasped and began whispering to each other about how heartbreaking it was that the beautiful new clock had broken down this way and what mean things the grandfather clock had said to her. 
Just then, the grandmother clock spoke to the new clock. Okay, dearie, what is the matter with you? Why did you just stop ticking like that? He's right. It's too hard. Life is just too hard. I have to tick 63 million times a year, and I could be ticking for 100 years. That's, that's 6 billion, 200 million ticks, not including the talks. I'll never make it. So, let me ask you a question, dearie. How often do you have to tick at a time? Well, only once, I guess. Then why don't you stop worrying about how many ticks you may not be able to make in the future and concentrate on the one tick you can make right here and now? At least, give it a try. You certainly have nothing to lose. And that goes for the talks as well. The new clock figured the grandmother clock had a good point, so she started ticking again, one tick at a time. All the other clocks in the shop cheered, chimed, and cuckooed, and she has been ticking happily ever since. You know, sometimes we're faced with what seems like a very difficult thing we need to do, or a very difficult problem we need to solve. At times like that, it's easy to feel overwhelmed and to start believing we just don't have what it takes to be able to accomplish that difficult thing or to solve that difficult problem. That's when we tend to say things to ourselves like, I just can't do it, or I might as well give up, even before we start trying. What causes us to think we can't and to want to give up during a difficult time has nothing to do with what's actually happening, but with what we're afraid might happen. Like the new clock in the story. We start to think about how big the task or the problem might be and how much there might be to do until it seems like so much that we feel exhausted and beaten before we start. How do we overcome that feeling? Well, like the grandmother clock in the story said, Why don't you stop worrying about what you may not be able to do in the future and concentrate on what you can do right here and right now. At least, give it a try. Even if you don't succeed, you have nothing to lose. We hope you've enjoyed this story, and we look forward to sharing a whole lot more stories with you in upcoming episodes. So, Always remember to think less about what you might not be able to do in the future and more about what you can do right here and now. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening.